Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. I watched some baseball this past weekend, and I gotta tell you, the new pitch clock in Major League Baseball, it's okay by me. I thought I wasn't gonna like it, but to me, it's fine. However, what's definitely not, I repeat, not okay by me, is the new deal Manny Machado is supposed to be getting from the San Diego Padres. If you ask me, it is exactly what's wrong with baseball. Big time wrong. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And You've heard me say this till I'm blue in the face, till you're blue in the face or ears from hearing it. I'm a capitalist. I've always rooted for, people are entitled to make as much as they can possibly get fair and square. God bless them, God bless you, whatever the case. But there has to be some reason and sanity, not insanity, sanity needs to prevail. And what really got me irked about this whole Manny Machado thing is, you know, I was reading what just, was it a day or two days ago that Manny, uh, in his own words, you know, he was going to opt out. He, he announced, you know, this past week, he, he was going to opt out of a $300 million contract. Okay. He was going to opt out of a $300 million contract. What was it? Five years ago, he signed, this was going to be the fifth year of a 10-year contract that he had signed for $300 million. $300 million. All right? It's not chump change. But in the words of Manny Machado, the market has changed from when I signed five years ago. It's changed tremendously. So Manny apparently was looking in the area. He wanted a new deal of like... 400 million. And I guess he was looking at, you know, what some of the guys are making, such as the 360 simoleons that our very own, your very own Aaron Judge is getting from the Yankees. And and you remember what I said. Like when I say I'm a capitalist, it goes for owners and players. You know, way back, I'm going back to October before Aaron Judge even signed a new deal with the Yankees and became the Yankees' captain. I said there was nobody wearing a black black hat or a white hat. There was no good guy or bad guy. There was no hero or villain in this situation. It was business, and it was big business. Aaron gambled on himself, was a free agent, earned the right, deserved the right, and earned it to go out and make the best deal he possibly could for himself. And he did just that. And the Yankees were in a position to say yay or nay. They said yay, gave him the 360 million simoleons and made him the Yankees captain. Fine. So Machado now is on the verge of signing an 11-year, 
$350 million. For $350 million. That's like $31,818,000 something a year. Okay? So he was ready after they after the Padres gave him you know a 300 million dollar contract he was saying screw this i'm going to give up the remaining 6 years well this the remaining 5 years he was given up 150 million dollars and see what's out there and you know what might very well have been the case who knows if Stevie Cohn, Moneybag's Uncle Stevie from the Mets or somebody else was going to sign him, so be it. You never know. But here's what I'm talking about. And you've heard me say this over and over and over again. In fact, the last time you heard me say it, if you recall, was when the Mets were on the verge of signing... Um, oh, oh, it would, before it became official, Carlos Correa. And I said, you know, if, when these guys want opt-outs, yeah, you give them opt-outs. You give them opt-outs as long as you too, the owners, can have opt-outs. Now, as sure as you and I are sitting here talking, that ain't ever going to happen because the Major League uh, Players Association ain't ever going to go for that. And that's what's BS. That's bullcrap. And, and from when when a guy like Manny Machado says, hey, the market's changed since I signed that contract. Yeah, you know what? Maybe the market has changed. Maybe more people, not maybe, more people are signing those kind of $300 million contracts. Hence, 360, 350, 3 whatever. Okay. But the reason you sign those contracts the reason you sign those contracts offer the security of having that money. A team is giving you that money because they want you in their fold and you're taking that money because, wow, this is, some, this is giving you plenty of security. Now, all of a sudden, what was a good deal becomes no longer a good deal because you see other people making money? If that's the case, if that is the case, then the owners have to say, screw this. No more opt-outs. We will not be given any more opt-outs. Now, it, it's got to take every owner agreeing. Everybody has to be together in unison and say, enough is enough. You want an opt-out? I'll give you an opt-out, but I have to have an opt-out too. I have to have an opt-out too. Well, no, I'm doing it for security. Oh, so the player is allowed to sign a contract for security, but for lack of a better term, the owner doesn't have security. And if the player ends up going the opposite way and should stink, then he only really, for lack of a better term, gets it stuck up his keister. He's saddled with that contract. Explain to me what's fair and reasonable about that. 
I want I want Tony Clark, the head of the Major League Players Association, to tell me what's reasonable about that. I want a ball player to look me in the face and say, yeah, that's reasonable. When I read this about Machado, it really, really pissed me off. It really pissed me off. A, a team gives you $300 million and four years later, you're already like, uh, what's the term, pissed off about it or unhappy because the market has changed? And, and if Manny goes to the crapper, I guess the market doesn't change for Manny. He doesn't have to take a cut. He doesn't have to give back anything. He doesn't get years taken off the contract. How about that for an opt-out? Okay, Manny, I'm going to give you uh, this the 11 years, 350 uh million dollars but I'll give you an example Manny this past year Machado had 32 home runs uh, 102 runs batted in and a 298 batting average now that is a very good season that's not an oh my god season Aaron Judge had an oh my god season a record breaking oh my god season but based on this, so suppose um, he signs a contract this year, a new contract, and let's say in this coming year, Manny has 23 homers instead of 32, 23. And instead of 102 RBIs, he has uh, 85 or 90. And instead of batting 298, he bats 280. Is it reasonable? Is it reasonable for the Padres to say, I want some money back? Or, you know, if I get a trend like this, then we got to take some years off the contract. I can't be paying you this if you're, you're starting to go down the other way. Now, if you might be thinking, Russ, you're being ridiculous. I don't think I'm being ridiculous. I think I'm being more than fair. I think I'm being more than fair. You know, I remember, I'm telling you the truth. I remember being at um, at Channel 9 and subsequently also moving to Channel 5. I remember, you know, um, negotiating a contract and they wanted to give me a contract. I'm not going to disclose the numbers, but they wanted to give me a contract. Let's say one was three years, another one was five years. And... They just wanted the ability to um, get out at the end of each cycle, at the end of each year. And I said, well, I'm not going for that. And I told my agent I wasn't going for that. I'll go for a one-year deal. And then the, the question back to me was from them, well, wait a minute, you want to give up the security? I said, what security? You're able to kick me in the ass out the door at the end of a year. So if that's the case, you have an opt-out and I want an opt-out. Well, we're not going to do that. So then I says, I'll tell you what, so then give me, I'll, I'll just settle on a one-year deal. And you know what? I held my breath a little bit 
And they says, well, you're going to give up the security. I says, I don't see what security. You're giving me a five-year deal or a three-year deal based on what you want to give me? I don't go for that. So I just kept taking one year at a time. Worked out fine. But but this, I mean, think about a $300 million contract. It's not, I mean, he's way at the halfway mark. He's complaining that the market has changed. Yeah. And that's why certain people, that's why you take deals. You take deals so you know what? I don't have to worry about it down the future. I'm set for the rest of my life. But it's gotten to the point where it's it's monopoly money. It's play money. It's stupid money. It's really, really bad. I'm telling you. It's dumb, stupid money. And, and, And to coincide with this, to coincide with this, Tony Clark... Made the head of, you know, the, the players union. I'm quoting. He said this week, we're never, you know, they were talking about, you know, when the next collective bargaining agreement comes up. Was it, in, in a, I forget what year it comes up in. Um, well, it, it comes up in a couple of years. So Tony Clark says, we're never going to agree to a cap. Let me start there. We don't have a cap. We're not going to agree to a cap. Okay, they don't want a salary cap. Now, you know what? I do think at some point, somewhere a cap has to come into place because you have the luxury. Somewhere something has to come into place. You got it in the other sports. Somewhere it has to come into place. But I'll, I'll even... Go as far to say, I will go as far to say, all right, union, players union, you don't want a cap. Okay, you don't want a cap. What can we do otherwise? Well, Tony Clark should say, what do you want to do? Well, this is what I want to do. First of all, these 10-year deals are getting ridiculous. And, and p- listen, part of it's the owner's problems. They, 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 don't, they, they bear plenty of responsibility with this. But I'm not giving you deals and I'm not giving you opt-outs and stuff like that unless I can have an opt-out. I think an owner's opt-out would be tremendously important. And you know what? These players would crap in their pants. They, they'd have to wear huggies. They'd have to wear diapers. They'd be so nervous because they'd have to put out. They'd have to put out knowing if they don't put out, they were going to lose money. I think that's only fair. You don't want to cap Major League Players Union. You don't want to cap. We're not going to cap you. But we need some protection. So if you don't want us to have a cap, what are you going to give us for protection? What are you going to give us for protection? Something has to give someplace, somewhere, somehow. 
You don't want a cap. Union doesn't. What are you going to do? But when, when, first of all, when I see people bitching and moaning about a $300 million contract, $30 million a year, you, you, you're set up, he, including this year, he's got $180 million left. After this year would be 150 and that wasn't going to be good enough. So when the market changes, I have to get more money. And, you know, I'm sorry, like I gave you numbers of, you know, he had a a nice, strong year. 32 homers Machado did, 102 runs batted in, 298. Those are not, those are not Aaron Judge numbers. Those are not, Aaron Judge had 30 more home runs, had a higher batting average and, and more ribbies. But you want that kind of money? That's what's wrong. The system, as far as I'm concerned, when a guy like Manny Machado, who is a star player in baseball, I'm not saying anything otherwise. But when a star player, when a player like that is making, is on a $300 million contract and is pissed off because now, now, the market's changed. And I can't tell you, this crap has gone on over the years. I don't care what, if, when guys were making, if, if, a, if a guy signed a three-year, $9 million contract, which made him, back in the day, the highest play player at his position. And then somebody else, a, a month or two later, happened to get $11 million. Said player was pissed off. I think that happened, if I'm not mistaken, maybe with Ricky Henderson. Ricky always was bitching about something. I don't know exactly what the numbers were. But, you know, no, it can't be like that. I get. I I get what, you know, players fought for and, and got free agency and, and dating back to Marvin Miller and all that. I get that. I understand that. But this is stupid. This is flat out stupid. And you, you know what, though? What makes it even worse? The Padres are agreeing. So you know what? I, I might as well be talking to the wall. But somebody someplace is going to have to listen. Uh, and apparently they said no opt-outs in this one. Oh, boy. He's really given a lot. No opt-outs in this one. So he threatened to walk away as a tested as a free agent, and that's where you are now. I mean, come on. It's stupid. It really is stupid. That's I'm sorry. That's how I feel, and I'm not changing my tune on that. I think it's gotten to the point of idiocy. Anyway, as I said, I watched some baseball this past weekend, and uh, you know, I, I was watching the Yankees uh, yesterday on the Yes app, and um, I have to tell you, I was prepared not to like the pitch clock. I didn't mind it at all. I, I was wondering how I was going to feel with seeing a clock on the TV, but. I didn't mind it at all. I felt the game moved along. 
it was fine. I, I, I didn't mind it at all. And uh, for people who might complain, and, you know, if it's an adjustment for players, both pitchers and batters, so it's an adjustment. And you got spring training to work through it. You, you got a whole month to f- figure it out. I don't have a problem with that. I, re- I, wasn't pre- I was prepared not to like it. I really was. But um, it, it definitely moved the game along, and it was no problem for me. I, I really, you know, um, I couldn't complain. In, in fact, I even thought I was wondering how it was going to affect um, the announcers. And you know what? I was listening to Michael Kay. He had uh, Jeff Nelson with him. The guy sounded fine. The reason I was wondering how it would affect them and the pitch clock and what, you know, baseball, baseball broadcasters, they have to be very good storytellers. They got to be schmoozers. They got to be able to tell good stories. You know, especially like if things get out of hand or it's a boring game, they have to be able, that, that's always been the beauty of baseball. And, and, I felt guys like like a guy like Michael Kay, who can tell a good story, especially you know during the year with the guys, whether it's Coney or uh, whoever he's with. But if you're up against the clock, you know things are moving faster. So will that cut into your storytelling ability? But no, I found that I found it all very good. I found it all very good. Mind you, you know the guys obviously were doing a lot of explaining in their broadcast about all these new rules, and they really did a good job about it. But the one, you know, there are a couple of rules that one in particular pisses me off. Uh, well, there's a few of them that I'm not against the shift. Uh, I mean, the, the new shift rule or the uh, anti-shift rule. You know, now the infield has got to be on each side with one foot on the dirt, can't be in the outfield. And the, the guys were talking um Michael Kay and, and Nelson were talking about how the no shift will now help uh, Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but it pissed me off in the past. And when I hear guys talk about it, it still pisses me off. Anthony Rizzo wouldn't go the other way. Other hitters wouldn't go the other way. So, be, because you know, quite frankly, hitters today aren't as intelligent aren't as intelligent as they once were. And trust me, the Willie Mazes, the 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 the, 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 the Hank Aaron's, Frank Robinsons, Mickey Mantles, those guys, they were all sluggers. They all had the ability to hit the other way, or hit behind runners. But baseball players, first of all, today, as I said many times, you don't have. Um, you don't have power hitters anymore. They're feast or famine hitters. It's either bye-bye, so long, farewell with a home run, or it's bye-bye, so long, farewell, let me sit my ass down and dug out because I just struck out for the umpteenth time. And, and, and Michael used a good example. He said Mark Teixeira would say, I'm not paid to hit the other way. I'm paid to hit home runs. Okay. But you're also paid to help your team win. And if hitting the other way can result in a double or an RBI, you're paid to knock in runs. 
So, you know, when, when I hear those stories about the shift, um, it, it drives me crazy a little bit. You know, I, and I remember seeing uh, uh, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds talking about it during the, the last season, said once the shift goes away, you're going to see averages go up. But averages still could have gone up when the shift was on if players would hit the other way. And if you don't have the ability to hit the other way and you're in the major leagues, then something is bad wrong. Something is bad wrong. But I'll tell you the one rule that I really don't like. The one rule that I really don't like is the disengagements on the mound from the pitcher. The, the pitcher can only throw over twice to you know, a runner at first base. He can only throw over twice. Now, he can throw over the third time, but if he throws over the third time, he's got to pick the runner off. Because if he doesn't pick the runner off, then the runner automatically is awarded second base via a bulk, whatever they want to call it. He's, he's awarded the base. I, I mean, first of all, one of the most exciting things in baseball, one of the most, to me, well, and, and that's become a dying art too, are they trying to increase it? Are they trying to get people to steal more bases? Is that what this is for? Now, if they want people to steal more bases, that's fine. But let's not be stupid about it. Just have your guys stealing bases. But nobody does that anymore. It's stupid. It is really ridiculous. And if you're trying to, you know, Michael K was was talking about, they don't want, another Major League Baseball doesn't want people throwing over so much. Well, let me give you an example. Till all Yankee fans will, will remember this. They will definitely, Yankee fans will definitely be remembering this. Remember the 2004 American League Championship Series? You know, the one where the Yankees blew a three games to none lead. Remember game four in Fenway when the Yankees were leading 4-3 in the ninth inning? And Mariano, the the greatest relief pitcher of all time, was on the mound. Do you remember that? Mariano was on the mound. And um, Bill um, Miller got a base hit. And who came in to run? He's currently the Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts. You, me, and the entire world knew that Roberts was going to try to steal second base to get into scoring position. What I say? No, forgive me. I'm wrong. It wasn't. No, I'm just thinking to myself. Bill Miller was at the plate, and he came in to pinch run. 
That's what it was. He came in to pinch run with Bill Miller at the plate. I forget who was up or who he pinch ran for. But Bill Miller was at the plate. Roberts comes in, and Mariano threw over not once, not twice, threw over three times. I mean, that, I'm at, I'm at Fenway, that was high drama. That was stuff that you write scripts about. That was high drama. Mariano left baseball as the best. He was the best right then and there as well. And you had a guy on base. The whole world knew he was going to steal. And after the three attempts, what does he do? He steals second base. Just ahead of Jorge Posada's throw. Then after he stole the base, what happens? Miller singles, knocks him in. And they go on, the Red Sox go on to win in extra innings, and the rest is history. Being made with the Red Sox winning that game and the next three. That was high drama. You, no, no one's going to tell me. I mean, I grew up watching guys like Maury Wills and, and, and Lou Brock. And how about Ricky Henderson? Or, or Vince Coleman, guys you knew who would get, you're going to tell me that wasn't exciting, that wasn't interesting, that wasn't high drama? So now you have to have it taken away because the drama is totally taken away. I, I think that is stupid. I mean, to me, that, that rule is a bad rule. To me, that rule should be taken away. It's a stupid rule. I don't care. What, is a guy going to throw over 10 times? So I don't care if he throws over two, three, four times. What have you? It's part of the game. It's part of the game. And and now you're just doing away with something uh, that was that's been part of baseball history. Now you're going to, not only taking away the excitement, you're going to, I'm curious to see how many balks come into play this year. I'm I'm curious about that as well. And the other thing that I, listen, like I told you, I don't mind the pitch clock, but, you know, there was a game this this weekend, what was it, with the Red Sox? And and, uh, um, a game ended because the batter, didn't get into the box in time. He didn't get into the box in time. He, think about that. So instead of what he thought was the winning run walking in or the tying run, whatever the heck it was, the game ended that play. Can you imagine if a World Series or a playoff game ended that way? It would have been terrible. It would have been just awful. But again, I'm not I'm not complaining about the clock. I, I I actually I thought the game moved along fine. I'm just saying the possibility of something like that happen. Think about it. Think about what would happen 
if a playoff game ended on a violation of a pitch clock. Just think about that. And while you're thinking about it, I will say that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter, on Facebook. You can also always check out my website at rosalsberg.com. Got to thank my home here at believe.com. Uh, because as I say all the time, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. And uh, again, as I say it all the time, please, if you haven't done so already, make sure you and your friends and family members uh, download the Yes app so you too can see me and my video podcast every week on the Yes app on Get a Load of This. In the meantime, till I get a load of you next time, it is Iroh Salzburg saying bye-bye, so long, farewell. Have yourselves a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.